Vroom is the better way to buy and sell used cars. Looking for your next ride? Go to vroom.com now to shop thousands of cars right from your phone. Not only can you buy a car on vroom.com, but you can also sell or trade in your old car too. When you buy a car on Vroom, they'll deliver it straight to you. If you sell your car to Vroom, they'll come pick it up free of charge. No more driving around, getting appraisals you aren't sure are fair. No more dealing with flaky direct buyers. Not with Vroom. Sell or trade in your car with Vroom and try out your new ride for a full week to make sure it's right for you. Go to vroom.com now to get an instant offer on your used car. Don't wait. Vroom, it's the better way to buy and sell used cars. So head over to vroom.com now to see what your current ride is worth and check out thousands of cars to find your next one. That's vroom.com. Vroom.com. Hello and welcome in to this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. So when you're using your podcatcher of choice, make sure and hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you will know when the new podcasts are available. My name is Dan Holman. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at TalkNats. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Take 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code MINUTECAST at Manscaped.com. Well, the trade deadline looms. It is tomorrow, and I expect there to be a lot of changes for Major League Baseball. I expect there to be a lot of changes For the Washington Nationals, most of the ones for the Nats are expected. We know the players that are in play here for uh, trade, for the trade deadline, most notably Jamer Candelario. I would say that Kyle Finnegan and also Lane Thomas are the three names that are spoke about the most. And, um... It's it's an, an ever-evolving Nationals team. Let's face it, ever since they won the World Series and they traded away Scherzer and Trey Turner and Juan Soto and Josh Bell, this team is just tearing it down to the studs and let's start all over again. Uh, the difficult part for me is that Jamer Candelario came to this team. A lot of the podcasters, a lot of the writers said, well, you know, he's a depth piece and he's not that great. He's come here and done a great job, and as it turns out, it appears that he will be on the move. The question for me now, though, is who is going to be the starting third baseman for the Nationals in the short to mid-term projection? I mean, I know that there is a pipeline stock full of options at the third base position. See Brady House, etc. You could also put Carter Keeboom in that mix, even though I think that whole experiment is a bust. Um, Are they going to end up trading Jamer Candelario and then signing another grizzled old vet in the offseason? It's just one of those tough things. You know, you start to think, well, would they have been better served to try to get Jamer Candelario under another new deal? Of course, that would not come cheap. You know, an ideal situation would be as if Jamer would have been open to signing a one-year deal, you know, at a a team-friendly rate. That is not going to be the case, but it, you know, that is an ideal situation for me as a Nats fan. 
But uh, as it turns out, it seems that the writing is on the wall. Davey Martinez said he's sitting Jamer Candelario tonight because he obviously that time of year hasn't been given any specific info about any deals in the works and says Candelario is available to pinch hit. Uh, like I spoke about as well, Kyle Finnegan also available out of the bullpen tonight. So. Those are the big pieces, uh, of course, Lane Thomas as well. And I, I don't think that Lane Thomas really fits the same mold of what is going to happen. I would be most surprised about Lane Thomas getting dealt unless they get an extremely great return on it. You know, it would have to be a big return uh, for the Nationals, <clears throat> excuse me, to consider that. But anything is possible. This is a, a Nationals team that is in rebuild mode. I mean, this isn't like a lot of other DC teams see the Capitals. This is a complete tear down to the studs rebuild. Um, so it is an interesting position for the Nationals to be in. And again, my big question is, as always, who is going to be the everyday third ba third baseman for the Nats in the short to midterm? Mike Rizzo of the Nationals just told us that there have been eight teams in uh, interested in Candelario, and when they get the right player, they will move fast and get something done. So it is going to happen. Rizzo told us that Lane Thomas is the 95th percentile uh, in running speed and arm strength and has played well defensively with improved angles, jumps, and going back on balls. And we will talk about him a little bit later. But it is all but certain that Candelario uh, is done with the Nationals. And a tip of the hat, a thank you for a job well done, goes out to him for what he did to this team. Let's face it, he is not going to dazzle you with his glove work on the field. But... He came here and he spoke with his bat. And all things considered, I don't think defensively he was horrible, but uh, he was pretty much signed to get traded. They saw him as a flip piece from the very beginning, but let's not be revisionists. Let's not rewrite history. He came here and did a great job for the Nationals. And ultimately, that is why he is going to yield a good return. Uh, but and uh, tomorrow I will have a podcast as well, breaking down inevitably what will happen with Candelario, Finnegan, you know, potentially Thomas, and uh, what kind of return did they get? Obviously, going to be more building blocks. At some point, I want MLB ready players right now, and uh, you can keep trading for futures. You know, this guy's going to be good two years from now, three years from now. Is this team going to be deplorable? for the next two to three years. I really hope that's not the case. I would like to see a competitive team out on the field next year. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not going to say they're going to win the World Series. I'm not going to say they're going to win the division. What I am talking about, however, is competitive baseball to keep butts in seats. Who is going to be the marquee name on the team that everyone wants to buy the jersey of that you see when they pan the audience? Again, I spoke of in a previous podcast that when you take a look around Nats Park, what do you see right now? You see players, uh, jerseys that no longer play on this team. I see Rendon. I see Soto. I even see Harper jerseys. This team is looking for an identity. They are looking for a leader. There is a smattering of Manessas jerseys out there. And for right now, I think that is one of the players uh, that uh, people are buying jerseys of. Of course, Josiah Gray, who's had an outstanding season. And I don't mean to disparage the lineup that is out on the field uh, on a night-in and night-out basis, but they do need 
you know, those building blocks and those marquee names that are going to fill Nats Park. That is what they need if there is going to be any longevity to this team because a fan base has only so much tolerance for failure. Uh, and then, you know, you start to venture into the Pittsburgh Pirates scenario where, you know, perennially just losers. You know it's going to be a loser every season out on the field. And you take a look at the Pirates. They ebbed and flowed this year. But ultimately, are they going to be contenders? I really don't think that is the case. Uh, that is the, the area that the Nationals do not want to venture into is the expectation of failure. There is a history with this team of doing great things, and it hasn't been that long ago that this team was a great team in Major League Baseball. They won the World Series not long ago, for God's sakes, guys. Let's not lose focus of who this team really is and who they can be. It's just they, they entered into this. They entered into a rebuild, and I don't know if it was the learners, you know, ownership. We don't know who's going to own this team in years to come. A lot of questions. A lot of balls are in the air, uh, if you will, to use a baseball term or a football term, I guess you could say, um, about the identity of this team. Is uh, Davey Martinez going to be the manager next year? Is Does Rizzo have a long-term future with his team? Lots of questions, not a lot of answers. And if you want to even take a look at another DC team, take a look at the Commanders. New ownership there, but a lot of questions surrounding them. Um, so what this team needs is stability to bring this back to the Nationals in pieces for the future. That is what they need. I want competitive D.C. baseball next season. Competitive, where you are at least in the mix, not cellar dwelling, looking up at everyone going, get us out of here, please. Someone get us out of here. And before we start throwing shade at Davey Martinez, he's been with his team through good times. He's been with his team through bad times, and I think he has handled it with grace and with skillfulness and, you know, just his veteran presence at being a manager. I don't think there is another manager in his position that could do anything better than what Davey is doing. So if they re-upped him to a new deal, I wouldn't be upset about it. I think that, you know, he knows this team and what it takes to get them in the right direction. I just hope that they don't, you know, part with too many pieces and that it's just all prospects. At some point, guys, we need some veterans on this team to kind of steer them in the right direction. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about one of the other big pieces, Lane Thomas, and how I am adamantly opposed. Vroom is the better way to buy and sell used cars. Looking for your next ride? Go to Vroom.com now to shop thousands of cars right from your phone. Not only can you buy a car on Vroom.com, but you can also sell or trade in your old car too. When you buy a car on Vroom, they'll deliver it straight to you. If you sell your car to Vroom, they'll come pick it up free of charge. No more driving around, getting appraisals you aren't sure are fair. No more dealing with flaky direct buyers. Not with Vroom. Sell or trade in your car with Vroom and try out your new ride for a full week to make sure it's right for you. Go to Vroom.com now to get an instant offer on your used car. Don't wait. Vroom, it's the better way to buy and sell used cars. So head over to Vroom.com now to see what your current ride is worth and check out thousands of cars to find your next one. That's Vroom.com. Vroom.com. To moving on from Lane Thomas, I'll talk about that straight ahead. 
news. Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right, they are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with a brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shave, the technology behind the Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shape your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using promo code MINUTECAST for 20% off and free shipping. It's time to tame your mane. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all the stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with a beard hedger. This thing is a juggernaut of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths, all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of extra add-ons. That's right, face grooming doesn't need to be hard. Get 20 different beard lengths in just one guard. Plus, it's waterproof so you can shave in the shower to avoid all the hair in the sink. Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code MINUTECAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code M-I-N-U-T-E-C-A-S-T Manscaped Beard Hedger One Stroke One Guard 20 Lengths. And now a special promo for Talk Nats listeners. Mayweather Boxing and Fitness is now open. Located just two blocks from Nats Park in a premier waterfront building on 230 Water Street Southeast on the first floor. Come train like a champion. And how's about a special promo for the local Talk Nats listeners to get their first class free using code MayweatherNats23. That's promo code MayweatherNats23. Or just call the studio or stop by and tell them you want the Nats discount. Welcome back into this edition of the Talk Nats podcast, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. Once again, take 20% off plus free shipping when you use promo code MinuteCast at Manscaped.com. Well, Lane Thomas has come to this team and, I mean, just taking a look at his month of July, uh, the last handful of games, maybe not the games that he wanted. There were a lot of questions that Lane Thomas had about why he sat out the last game. And uh, he's like, is there something you want to tell me, uh, Davey? And uh, that was the case. He said, no, listen, you're just going to sit down because you've played a lot this year. And, you know, you know, all cards on the table. It's been a little bit of a cold stretch for him. But in totality, Lane Thomas has been a steal for this Nationals team. And I think he has a future with his team in the short to midterm range. I think that long-term projections, perhaps there are better options. We know what the Nationals did at the draft and what the pipeline looks like. But for the short to midterm, I think that Lane Thomas is the answer for the Nationals in the outfield um, because at some point, you got to start keeping some of these pieces. You got to stop flipping, flipping, flipping. And, uh, you know, just taking a look at what it took to get him. The Nationals acquired Thomas in 21, you know, when they traded uh, the St. Louis Cardinals for John Lester. It was a steal, in my opinion. When Lester was here, he never lived up to potential. And he is what I revere as a building block for the future, for the Nationals. We have to start to retain some of these players. We can't keep flipping them. Thomas is having a career year, batting 286, 333, 474. He leads the Nats in batting average, home runs, and RBI. He also, at the prime age of 27 years old, but with two additional club control years, the Nats aren't going to give him up for a bargain. Nor should you. I don't think that is the case. And this was a piece in the DC Sports King they were talking about him. I don't think that they should just give him up. Now, make no mistake about it. Everyone has a price. Everybody has a price. It would have to be a really 
substantial return for me for me to even entertain the idea of trading Lane Thomas. I love him in the outfield. I revere him as the future of the Nationals, again, in the short to midterm in my assessment. Uh, but and, and, and the thing that I like about it is that Rizzo is being smart about it. Uh, we have two additional years under club control. It is not a situation where he is a pending free agent, where we you know view the situation that we're not going to be able to get him to come back. So let's trade him. That is not the case. So we have two additional years of club control. Let's use those and see what kind of player he turns into being. Now, the flip side of the coin, everything in life is a two-sided coin, is that he could start to tank, and then his value would diminish. And the closer that we get to the end of his deal with the Nationals, the less return they're going to get, because other teams know that there is a desperation factor involved there. So I'm going to kind of put all of that and push that away and concentrate on Lane Thomas right now is being one of the players that's not super green out there that has some experience that uh, is you know a hit a great hitter nine times out of ten and a pretty good fielder nine times out of ten I gotta say so I would hold on to him and judging by the words of Nats general manager Mike Rizzo the club is not getting offers that match their desire therefore the team is willing to hold on to Thomas a bit longer a bit longer that is open to interpretation I guess but. Again, I wouldn't be so quick to wanting to part with him. I think that he holds tremendous value as a building block. That's what I keep circling back to is a building block. You take a look at the return that this Nationals team has got from moving Scherzer and Soto and Bell and Turner. Take a look at C.J. Abrams and what kind of dynamic shortstop he has turned into being. You know, just to kind of veer off topic here a little bit and talk about that position and how this team is, you know, going in the right direction, all things considered. You know, I was bummed out when Trey Turner got traded out of here, but take a look at C.J. Abrams kind of uh, emulating, you know, Trey Turner to a certain extent. What do we remember about Trey? Just to reminisce here, it's a little bit. He was good at stealing bases. He was a good fielder. And C.J. Abrams is also showing that. I know that this is the initial phase and he's a very young man, but if the Nationals can continue to keep getting that kind of production out of him, these you know moves and trades that we've seen the last couple of years, even though they were hard to swallow at first, we're starting to see those you know moves pay dividends. And that's what I'm excited about. And uh, you take a look at Lane Thomas. We That is a return. We got him as a part of the future. We didn't get him to flip him. This is not a Jamer Candelario, Candelario situation where we got him to flip him. We knew this. Everyone spoke of this. The beat writers, the podcasters that cover this team, we're going to get Jamer, and then we can flip him at the trade deadline. Guess what? Here we are. This is what's happening. Surprise, surprise to no one. Um, ultimately, though, I, I am I, you know, I am a little bit bummed about the whole Candelario thing, just considering how great he has played, but... We have to have our eyes on the future um, and just uh, considering where the Nationals are at, just taking a look at what the Nats did at the draft. Uh, they have loaded up with outfield prospects over the past two years. Dylan Cruz, James Wood are both in Baseball America's top five prospects. Let that kind of resound. Let that soak in, Nationals fans. The outfield for the Nationals is going to be stacked and loaded for bear 
in years to come. I am excited. At the time, you know, I was, again, I was bummed about Juan Soto and all that getting traded. You know what? Thank you for your contributions. I'm happy with the return that we got. You know, the Nationals also got Robert Hassel, uh, Elijah Green, uh, not to mention a bunch of other different options out there. So, the outfield is looking good, and they're making improvements in other regards. Uh, Thomas might not be the Nats' long-term plans, but he's registering production that will ultimately get him moved elsewhere at some point. I don't think it's going to be this year, again, unless there is a really great return, unless we're you know stocking the tank a little bit more with prospects. Again, to get back to my main point, though, you need MLB-ready players right now. You cannot live in the future forever. This the Nationals need to field the team this year and next year. And let's face it, you know, Dylan Cruz, and you take a look at James Wood, they're all not going to be ready next year. You need players to field this team. And I do not want to go into next season with the expectation, similar to this year, that this team is going to be terrible. I don't want it. I want to go into next season with optimism and honesty. And again, I am not going to say that this Nationals team is going to win a World Series next year. I'm not going to go down that road already, but I want competitive baseball back in the district. And as Nationals fans, that is what you should want as well. Again, I will have a podcast for you tomorrow covering the Nationals and the movement that took place and my assessment, if it was an upgrade or what were you thinking, Rizzo? I'll cover it all and all on your new home for Nationals baseball, the Talk Nats podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. So I want this to be the premier destination of Nationals baseball, and it is gelling in the right direction. And again, thanks to the Believe Podcast Network for taking a leap of faith and just acknowledging the growth of this podcast And uh, I'm most excited about what the future holds. Again, at some point, this podcast is going to be migrating into a a different location. I will keep you guys updated on that. There will also, this podcast will be in video form for a majority of the time. Yes, that's exciting as well as, you know, podcasts that are on YouTube do a lot better. And if you guys don't know, I'm the host of Locked On Capital, so I'm used to doing video podcasts five nights a week, pretty much year-round. It's just my love of Nationals baseball. That's what this is all about. You know, I am not, you know, getting rich doing any of these podcasts. I am not, I assure you. I have two young children at home and maybe it buys a box of diapers or a Happy Meal on occasion. I am not, you know, uh, you know, raking in the big dough. I'm doing this podcast because I love the Nationals and I like to do podcasts and I would like to cover this team for you. And uh, that is what I'm excited about. And I hope you're along for the ride. So again, if you're listening to this podcast, look for the Talk Nats podcast. Hit the follow or subscribe button. uh, And that way, automatically you'll know. You'll get a notification when a new podcast is available. But once again, thank you for joining me on this edition of the Talk Nats podcast. And I'll talk to you guys again tomorrow. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.